Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. I need to unmute myself before I talk. Welcome, everybody, to the Mass Effect Lorecast. Man, I'm just so excited. I've got, you know, my button's not in the right place, as, as usual. There's, there's too many things to push. Uh, but welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is the podcast where we discuss the lore of Mass Effect and the new game, the new Legendary Edition that came out. And we will be having a conversation today with our, get this, Tier 4 patrons, because this is our first patron episode. This is super cool. I am Tom or Robots, your host, and I am with Sam or N7 Legend as usual. Sam, how excited are you for, to be talking with our our two, our first two tier four patrons? So I kind of talked with Tom about this before we ever launched a Patreon. And in the back of my mind, like meeting the community and meeting, you know, some other huge Mass Effect fans was the operative reason why I wanted to start the patron chat Dude, that's <laughs> like the Patreon rather. Absolutely. That, that is why I started doing podcasts in general at all. Like that's why I started with the fall lore cast and have now expanded to these other games is because the community is awesome. Like these are, these are the people that I wish like lived nearby me, you know, they could come over and nerd out and play games and like hang out and you know, whatever, but they're on the internet. And so that's the place to go to find them. And let me introduce our first two tier four patrons who I happen to know because they've helped support the other shows and they're now friends of mine. We have Kather and Toasty. Let's just uh, introduce each of you one at a time, though, so you can talk. Kather, say hi. How's it going? Hi. 
Hi. <laughs> Kather, I, I always say the same thing. Hi. Hi. Kather has been a supporter of the Cyberpunk Lorecast for months now, and uh, we, we hang out once a month in, in order to geek out about Cyberpunk. So why not also Mass Effect? I was Effect? there for the very first patron there for Cyberpunk, too. You were. You were. You were like the OG Tier 4 patron. It was just you and me for a little while. Toasty was right after. Yeah, then Toasty came along. And then this time, things we actually... the first two. They were the first two. And, <laughs> and this time, things... flipped it this time. Flipped, because Toasty... <laughs> Toasty was the first one to sign up, and he was like, oh, crap, I hope somebody else signs up, too. And then, of course, Kather did. But, Toasty, how's it going? Welcome. Hello. I know y'all have never seen us before. The, no, the no. Twins. The twins are back. <laughs> We've <laughs> taken over another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to consume all the podcasts. Um, so, today, mm-hmm. we are still, I'm sure, most of you, although I know some people have actually made it all the way through all three games in the Legendary Edition, which is ins- insanity to me. That is that is some intensive gameplay happening. Um, but most of you guys are probably still working your way through the games. We are going to be talking about the things that we like and the things that we may not like as much about the legendary edition of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. So why don't we go ahead and kick this off? I, I want to pass this off to our patrons because this is this is why we do these patron episodes is to give you guys a voice to let you talk with the community and share your thoughts and feelings. Let's start with let's start with the bad news and then we'll get to the good news. Give, tell me a little bit about your experiences with the game so far and how, how much you've been able to play and what your what are some of your like, mm, I wish this was better takeaways. Who would like to start, Kather or Toasty? Kather? I will. I will gladly start because um, I am actually playing my yearly Mass Effect play actually early. I usually don't play it until N7. Uh-huh. Day. Um, N7 day. So this. Yeah, so I'm actually playing. I'm actually glad about this because I get to play a new version, technically, because it's my game of the year right now. Hmm. That is high praise. That is very high praise, especially for a game that's now, what, 13, 14 years old? Oh, yes. Because technically, I'd never really played uh, uh, a really good version of Mass Effect 1. Mm -hmm. Because it just felt, felt a little janky and stuff. Yeah. And the graphics aren't that aren't that good. It's right. It's really old, so So how far are you into Mass Effect One with your yearly uh, playthrough? Uh right now I literally am on the mish it's it begins the planet with E. I'm I just finished cleaning up that syndicate. The the woman has you go kill her two partners. I just literally finished that and I'm on now on another planet. Um I'd have to look it up, but uh, it because it wouldn't eat. happen to be Elatanya, would it? Yes, that the, the green earth looking plant with the mountains. I'm, I'm in the Mako right now, literally <laughs> just landed. I could not, I, I wanted to say Etanya, I didn't know Elatanya, but yeah, I'd literally just land on that. And I'm about to do the mission there, and then I'm gonna go clear up Garrus. Garrus, how do you say Garrus is? Is it Garrus? Garrus, like, I don't know, Garrus is, yeah, Garrus is, yeah, Garrus is. Uh, kind of loyalty mission, and then I'm gonna do uh, uh, Rex's a loyalty mission. Then I'm gonna go do the two planets, and then I'll do whatever is it like that. And then that's about where I'm at. Cause I, I have not done the planets. My shepherd is like level 19. Okay, I literally have a screenshot okay. of it somewhere. Yeah. That's good. That's okay. That's a good sense of how far you are. Um, There's only one problem I have with it. 
It's just because I've been conditioned so much with other games, I automatically think to I the reload, uh-huh. and I'll hit square, and it just throws a grenade oh, out God. into the oh, void. Yes. Oh, my it's, God, dude. It's like just from... Because I can't remember, because it's, it's been a year since I played like the thing, but isn't like that reload button in Mass Effect 1? Because didn't you... It was in Mass Effect 2, Two? and that, that mm-hmm. kept messing me up, too, actually. Yeah, like, because I, 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 I always mix them all up, because my memory's not that good, so that's why I played every year, so I remember everything about Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, but, on PC with a mouse and keyboard, I always want to use Shift for Run, but it's Spacebar, which it's, is super it's weird. On, it's, it, it, it's X on here, and I'll go to, I'll push L3, Go down, but then I crouch, and I'm like, "No, I want to run. No, don't crouch. Don't crouch." Yeah, yeah. I'll get killed. Right, right. It'll happen sometimes because I'm trying to get behind cover. Like I got killed where like Liara the Krogan showed up, and I tried running back to get behind some of the the uh, elevator kind of support legs, the three triangles, Mm -hmm. and I got killed a couple times because I kept crouching. Right. So other than the the layout of the buttons. You feel like this is a yeah. good upgrade compared to oh, your other experiences? It's, it's like a brand new. It's like a brand new game to me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because I because I can play all the DLC because I can't play DLC for like the first yeah. two like Zahid and uh uh Sasumi. I don't know that's how you pronounce her name. I can't remember how uh the 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 hooded girl like you never see her face. She has like the little tattoo right here. Sahumi, is that how you pronounce it? Or is it Tsumi? I believe it's Kasumi. Kasumi. Kasumi and Zahid. N7, N7's I... going to know the ins and outs of all of this stuff. He's the guy to answer your questions. Killing me right now. He's just like, I believe this. you were on this planet, sir. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, <laughs> yeah. He leans in so you right. know it's coming. He's you know, like, hey. You know, the one with the red walls? Oh, that would be this location on this planet. You oh, okay. You would have to be on map grid number uh, yeah. E5, would right. you? Uh, right. I've yeah. played the game a lot. Yeah, I played <laughs> it probably too much. I, uh, I, now I feel like I don't play it enough. I feel like I'm not, I, I, I need to play it more now, maybe twice a year. <laughs> No, be happy because this means you have a life. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but just, I'm just loving the game because I actually found Leo, uh, Tally actually has kind of like a loyalty mission this playthrough too. I never realized that she really did because I, I guess I always skipped it. You know, I'm a big Tally fan. If you cannot huh. tell. Oh yeah, you got the figure oh, right my there. Eyes. No, Very cool. Always right by my. Very cool. Thing, but, um, so one of my biggest complaints about uh, Mass Effect 1 compared to the others, because I absolutely loved Mass Effect 2. Um, they made so many advancements in 2 over 1 originally. The, the combat, uh, the layout of the map design, all of that stuff, is that the the mission design and especially the locations you visit are either super linear or unnecessarily complex in having being able to understand where you're supposed to go next and it goes from like you're in some location where like it doesn't feel very real because the complexity of the location just wasn't very high for a game built in 2007 like oh this is the hotel and the only way you know that's the hotel is because the sign on the wall looks a little bit different but doesn't tell you anything about it being a hotel you know <laughs> like but like the the textures on the walls the layout the, the size of the walkways none of it makes any sense for a real world location it doesn't make any sense at all and you, you know oh, I, I have to go talk to this other character in 
an office. Okay, well, which office is it? I don't know. I have to go f- walk around everywhere to figure the, out the office to go to. Like that stuff I find very, very daunting. But then, and, and this is a specific, like this is the ma- the mission I most recently played through in Mass Effect 1, where you're on the planet where you, uh, where they're doing like the bio research and stuff. And then you have to go track down somebody. And then I don't want to get too specific for anybody because we're not specifically focusing on spoilers this episode, but you end up on in the Mako and then you're basically driving down a very straight path. They're, you're like, oh, we got to go out to this one location remotely. It's going to be tough to get there. And then it's like, that's the only place you can go. There's nowhere else to even like you, you're basically just going down a straight path or you're falling off a cliff. That's it. And the blizzard isn't even that bad. Right. And the blizzard is <laughs> not that bad on the roads. But right. It's not even that bad. Right. This is classic game design, right? Where it's just like they, they'd only had so many resources to build a certain part of the section of a game. And so that's just what you did. And it doesn't feel very real. But you just and, and obviously that didn't change the Textures are better, the graphics are better, but the layout of the design of the things is still 2007. And but for a game that's built in 2007, that's if that's my only real complaint, that's not that bad. My other complaint with that is like Shepard can only run for the distance of about 20 feet until he's out of breath. <laughs> and then he can't run anymore. And I'm like, you're asking me to go back and forth in this location, but I can't run. Um, and I did want to share, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, Kather, because I, I, I definitely want you to be able to chime in on some of these thoughts. Uh, but I did find a solution to that, being that I'm a PC, I can enable console and I can make the game run at like two or ten times speed. So I can just like walk, 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 walk over to like the next building. And, and it saves me so much time. I am absolutely with that option. I am absolutely loving it now because it doesn't matter that something's on a illogical place in the location. I can just zip around the whole place in like two seconds and find where I need to go next and then continue my freaking conversation. And the whole that game is so much time. better at 10 times speed. And then I just lower it to regular <laughs> speed again, have a conversation. It's so good, guys. This game is so good. Anyway, sorry, Kather. What do you, what do you think about that stuff? Oh, yes. The wa- the walking, like for, for being a... Okay, he's in armor, maybe. But then when he's on the ship, he should be able to run faster. But be, that right. that fatigue bar is like, oh, I am a badass soldier. Yeah, you are it's, the you are the you are one of the elite soldiers in the entire in galaxy. Seven. Yes. And then in the second game, you get you came back from the dead, but you get upgrades. So you, but you're the you can most- only you can only kind of jaunt. For you can kind of do this like little jog for about twenty feet, and I'm like, I'm in better shape than Shepard is. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. Like maybe right, I the seven do it stands the- for seven seconds of running time. Seven yeah, seconds of running time. Good. Yeah, that's it. Odd. Yeah, yeah, he's he's so smart, is what it is. That all the blood goes to his brain, and so none of it is good for his limbs. That's what it is. Well, which brain? <laughs> It's well, it's human brain. Um, you know what? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, I guess it depends on the scenario you're in in the moment. Um, yeah, but um, <laughs> another thing I love did did they ch- they change the sounds of the weapons in Mass Effect One? Right? I don't know for sure. Sam, I feel like they. You know, th- I'm pretty sure they did. They, 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 like, they sound a, a, uh, slightly. I don't know how to. But they, I, I can't remember because I haven't played that one. But uh, they sounded different, so I'm like, I like the sounds and stuff of the game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, I don't know for sure, but it, it, maybe they did. They sounded similar enough that I didn't notice. Yeah. But then again, it's been a long time since I played the first one. 
but so you like other than those little details which can be fixed by and, and buddy destiny in chat says kind of sounds like cheating uh yeah it's a little bit like cheating, but i'm not using it to beat like you uh, should suffer with the rest of us on the console <laughs> back the wall. I'm not I'm not using it to like beat enemies, no. to like PC you know, run circles around enemies or anything. I'm just using yeah, it to reduce the amount of time it takes me from to get from like one conversation to the next conversation. That's all I'm doing. Um so it's not really cheating, it's just saving me some time. Oh my power is low. What do you think, Toasty? What do you think? Okay. So I'm obviously not quite as experienced because I think I've played like one and two like maybe twice before this <laughs> so i'm still like pretty new to everything um but i mean for one i i mean i appreciate sam for mentioning this like i don't know if those two episodes the last episode were i think it was whatever y'all did the review or whatever yourselves um i had completely not remembered like i remembered there was some sort of weapon limitation before i just couldn't remember what it was and the game didn't tell me that they made you more like versatile so i was still running around with my pistol the entire time because i was like i i can only use a pistol as an adept right and then sam was like you could use whatever weapon you want now and then i was like oh my god this <laughs> is crazy um so now you're just sniping fools huh pretty much i mean it's sniper's just so good um so um and then i feel like i don't know correct me if i'm wrong i feel like before like in the in the original mass effect one when you went to like different planets like the ones you land and you go like do the little tiny like side mission kind of things um I feel like there was like a percentage on it that was like, hey, this planet's been like 67% completed or something. That's it, Effect 2. You're scanning Mass stuff. Effect 2? Mm -hmm. Okay. I felt like that was in Mass Effect 1 before, but maybe not. But I just felt like, because now I don't know if I'm getting everything, and it feels kind of, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I could drive around, but that leads into the the only other thing is I don't understand how they land the Mako so precisely on every planet that they go on, because while it drives better than it used to, <laughs> by a lot, every time I get any air, that thing goes from this to just <laughs> sideways in yeah. the same direction every time. And I can hold the stick all the way to the other side, and it will just go, nah, and like yeah. I, I just don't know why it just doesn't it just doesn't want to like land straight. And I'm also wondering for myself how I drove that thing around in the original one with how the topography is in these planets and whatnot. Cause like I have enough trouble doing it now. Well <laughs> you're an old imagine. man now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Says a way older man. Um, am I like the youngest person now? in this conversation? I'm pretty I don't know. sure I'm I like am. 27, 28, I think. I'm I 23. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Oh, wow. I'm 23. Yeah, that's it. Okay. They're 23. <laughs> that's, that's the age where you just can't play games good anymore. That's 23. It just, it's all downhill. I can't imagine what a nightmare Did it ever must play be good, though? Did you. we ever play good games? I mean, I was never, I was never no pro. Yeah. My mom didn't let me play enough video games to be good at video games. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Mm, mm. 
<laughs> but I, I mean, other than that, like uh, the game's just great. Like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, um, <laughs> I kind of wanted to, to uh, piggyback on. Uh, nobody likes you when you're 23. Anyway, oh, sorry, good go quote. Ahead. Good quote, buddy. Destiny. All right, sorry. Go, go ahead, Sam. Amazing lyrics. Amazing lyrics. You have great uh, music taste there, mm-hmm. buddy. Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't want to piggyback on what uh, Toasty said about Talking the you know die. lack of a percentage explored type of thing. Uh, that has been such a pain in the ass for me. Like you know, reliving Mass Effect 1. I forgot because I'm such a completionist that I like to go and do every single thing on every single world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if I've reached everything because I have to go back to each solar system, look through each planet and be like, do I actually remember (laughs) going to this planet and sometimes i can't remember whether or not i did it so i'll have to land on that planet and then once i've landed gone through three or four loading screens then i'm like okay uh looks like the whole map is filled out so right you know and um that that's about it And, and like i've had to do that with three or four different planets and it's just a huge hassle and a waste of time it kind of feels like that would have been an easy ui upgrade to do for the developers but they didn't do it so that's a big thorn in my side but you know yeah. well, like, I, I don't maybe they're listening remember. this might be something that they add in huh. it would like, be really nice is, is like because whatever you decide because that was that's how i've always played these games is like i'll go to every planet before i do any of the story stuff like because i just want to i just want to do all that stuff and like get it all done but like you don't I mean, unless you're, like, digging in to sit down for, like, a while, you don't have time to do that one sitting. Mm. And so, you know, I'll, I'll explore, like, maybe, like, you know, three or four different, like, solar systems or something in, like, a sitting. And then, like, I log back in later, and then, like, I go through go through some other ones. And then, like, you know, six days later, when I finally get it back, I'm like, wait, did I go to this nebula yet? Yeah. I don't... Wait, did I? I don't remember... So, so I've been mainlining the main story quests on this playthrough because I want to get through because we do a lore show and I want to get through a lot of the story stuff that I don't remember from how 12 years ago when I played it. Um, And I'm very surprised by by not doing that, how quickly you level up. Um, And this is before I even figured out the whole console thing that makes you run around faster, you know, like even in just kind of like manually getting through the story bits and then playing through and listening to the characters and talking to them. And then like even in just like sections of the game where you have 30 minutes of no combat or you're just talking to different people, you're deciding who you're going to talk to, you're deciding what decisions you're going to go make. Like there are times that I level and I don't even realize that I leveled. And then I, I level again and I, I notice the little thing pop up and I go look and I've got like tons of points to spend on things. And I'm like, wow, this like that part of the game when you mainline it goes really quick. Kather? Can you guys hear me okay right now? I had a yeah. switch too. Yeah, yeah, you're good. About that. Yeah. Um, I, like I had the same thing, like especially when you like go to the first plant with the Threshermall and you like you kill them, like killing Threshermall gives you uh, like, almost like a thousand points. So like I... I level up and you get you get more points when you're playing this new leveling up right because i don't remember like i got like six points like the first level up and stuff or 
bad memory, but like mm-hmm. I like remember getting that many points per level. Yeah, I think it's four. So I was just zipping up in all my. Uh... Yeah. What is the max level in Mass Effect One? Well, it depends. Uh, so originally, depends. it's different. Yeah. If you do the Legendary Edition version of it, it's like thirty, right? And originally, it was what sixty, twice as many. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the original one, it was damn near impossible to get to sixty through one playthrough. You'd have oh. to do game plus. I mean, you'd okay. be kind of lucky to get to thirty. Actually, I think it capped you out. Yeah. at thirty on your first playthrough, and then if you did new game plus, then it's the level range is thirty to sixty. But even then, you're like lucky to get to sixty on the second playthrough. Um, you okay. like you'd it's have to do really everything. Hard. It's I- really hard to get to sixty, even if you do everything. Yeah, well, like I, I mean. As far as like story, I like just got Liara. Like I haven't done anything in story, pretty much just all side stuff, and I'm fairly certain that I'm like level twenty three already. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it goes, I, have it goes out, I have maxed out Singularity, maxed out uh, Warp, maxed out um, uh, Spectre, like. Nearly everything's maxed out and it's ridiculous. And I'm like, what? Are you supposed to level up this fast? Yeah, like, it's it feels ridiculous. it feels really fast with the new with the new setup, which I think is is fine because I <laughs> I've always approached Mass Effect One as like the one I have to get through before I can get to two and three because those are the ones I really want to get to. Um, not that the content's bad. It's just I feel like the more interesting stuff happens in those two games. Mass Effect One is I, kind of a, a foundation for the really interesting things that happen in the in the second and third game. Gives you like background for all your characters, right? And stuff, right? It introduces and, uh, you into the to the universe. It introduces you to all these other characters, to uh, even the, the things that are possible with like biotics and engineering and uh, technology. Like it gives you a foundation for all of this stuff. What the Citadel it is, it easier. To who these other races the are? Yeah, yeah. It gives you it, it, it gives you a chance to like have characters that if you didn't play them, you just start out with two. They're not going to be in the whole series because they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where? So, I have a I have a question. This and this may be another thing that I don't like. Who knows? Is there like a lock on mechanic at all? I don't think so. No. No. Not as okay. far as I know. No. Well, I wish there was because I like never land biotic abilities ever. Like I'll I'll be oh, on them no. and oh. like I'll like miss them. Like it'll be like that close. But then I'll just hit a box. For your squad mates. For me? I don't okay, really yeah, care about my like, squad mates. They don't do anything anyway. So. But that's because AI, at least for me, my squad mates always hit. Even if the person moves, they'll always hit me. No, for you, like I'm, I'm, I'm mostly missed unless I have the, when they're upgraded because they get more range. I don't really care about my squad mates, like except for like their story, and if they can take off aggro on me when I need to heal. That's pretty much all that they're there for. <laughs> well, that's that's part of what I did with with my. You guys are. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. I'm okay. I was gonna say both of you guys are playing on console, right? Yeah. Um, no. So. PC. I'm a PC uh, player. Oh, you're not PC. Okay, so maybe you'll have different experiences here. When it comes to the combat, we're talking about that and the usage of skills. And do you witness any like weirdness about the sensitivity and aiming? It feels like it slows down and speeds up at 
random intervals for me and i'm playing on xbox um, you're, when you're talking about slowing down like when you mean that you're going in to use your ability or you're coming out because i thought it automatically paused when, when you're about when you're aiming down when sides. you're moving your targets when you're when you're panning the screen sometimes it feels like it moves faster and sometimes it moves slower when you're and it's not the difference between like zooming in and not zooming in or running and not running it's just sometimes you could just be standing there and want to pan to your right to aim at something else and it feels like it goes faster or slower like it doesn't feel consistent uh actually i just realized that right now it doesn't sometimes because i'm wiggling my character back and forth and it's just doing it down for yeah yeah, i just did it for a little bit like when you go back and forth real quick Mm -hmm. like i'm doing right now just yeah sometimes it does do that especially when you're doing it real quick like you so I, I noticed it too, and I'm on PC, and so I'm looking around with a mouse, and yeah, like any any anybody with a gaming mouse knows, they have these mice with different like DPI settings. So if you set the setting up real high, it moves real fast, and if you set the setting low, you can you can you have to move your arm more. Um, and so I expect to have to turn down the DPI that I use on Windows, which is just very light to what I use when I'm aiming at a shooter. But even then, it, it felt too responsive, and I had to play with. I was confused by this because I wasn't sure if it was the camera sensitivity or if it was the aiming sensitivity that made it feel odd. And so I went back a few times and had to mess with those two different bars and and then I would get it feeling right and then I would boot the game up again and hadn't changed the settings and then all of a sudden it felt too slow with the same settings. And I was like, is something changing here? Sam, have you experienced that too, but on with controller? Yeah, definitely. It yeah. feels like they try to institute a dynamic aiming system similar to what if if you if anyone any anyone listening has played uh, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare, they have a dynamic aiming system and it kind of feels like they tried to institute that, uh, but it didn't really work. It might be based on the weight of the weapon that you're carrying, which could be like hmm. one of those invisible stats. You know, it's a stat that exists in the game, but it doesn't show you that stat. Um, and I have experienced exactly that. And that's kind of why, you know, I brought up that topic is because I think that's one of the things that I'm unhappy with. It feels like when you combine the weirdness and the sensitivity and the aiming, and you combine that with the fact that every time you want to use an ability, you have to pause the game completely through the weapon wheel. And I mean, you don't have to, you can, you can double tap the, yeah, you can map them and double tap it. But even then, you're really only mapping one power, at least on console. And if you want to use your squad mate's abilities, um, if you don't have them on active, it, it just slows down the whole pace of combat. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been going back and forth. So, like, I feel like the game feels better on controller for everything except combat. So I've been, like, because, I get, like, I guess just I, I, I don't have to do any crazy stuff. Like, I can pick up my controller and move the stick and it's registering my controller. I can do everything there and I can put it down and go to my keyboard and I'll register my keyboard. So mm-hmm. I've been just doing everything with my controller. And then when I get into combat, just so that I can have like better versatility rather than having to like, cause I don't have to stop things. I can actually just, cause I can hot key the abilities and stuff to different numbers and then just be like, so I can just press one and use my warp ability rather than having to go into the menu and everything like that. And right. I was like, that just feels better. Plus, I don't have to like be like, ah, oh, what do I want to eat? Like, I know 
what's there and I can just use it and bam. It makes it feel more dynamic for the combat at least. Right. Right. I remember I think Sam's mentioned that before of how combat felt a little like weird sometimes where it just slows down to nothing while you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. I like to ask Sam a question. Um I had to remake one of my characters because I I, I I kind of screwed up when I was going to save accident deleted. Well, I was I'm playing two characters. I actually deleted my main character, like the one I'm playing now. Um, and when I was remaking it, it actually gave me the option to add a. I was I was being a vanguard, and it gave me a, an option to add decryption into it. And I was wondering. I don't remember it doing that until you actually beat in the game and could add some. But it let me add decryption into my character for some reason. Yeah, I think that's a, a new game plus thing. I haven't beat the game. Um, is it? Uh, oh, you know what could have happened? Um, and I think this is probably indeed what happened because I noticed with the new achievement things, there's like new bonuses that aren't. Uh, they're not like the same bonuses that you got in game from the achievements in the original trilogy. So if you started a character, played a little bit with that character and used an ability 25 times, now that ability oh, is applicable I, yeah, I, whenever I, I, you create a new character. You didn't have to. I finished all those quick and I started a new character and I'm like, cause I accidentally deleted it cause I was, I was trying to get my other character caught up and I'm like, uh, okay. I was just wondering like, why does my Vanguard suddenly get decryption? I don't want decryption. I wanted to get like a sniper rifle or something like that. But it's like <laughs> now decryption would be useful. Uh, not I, I, I had Caden or Tali for that though. Yeah, that's the first thing I did with Tali is because I got to a place and it was like your decryption's not high enough, and I was like, fine, spend all our points. <laughs> I don't know about hacking though, because I love using Tali on the geth, and I'll just like sit back and because her, her AI hacking, the first thing I I've maxed out on Tali, so I'm like, I got get the fight. Let them fight each other. Nice, nice. I uh, I went full soldier with Shepard for that very reason of like I could just shoot at stuff, and then I can use my companions for anything else I need. And my no, shooting is going to be is going to be like you know solid. So I went adept. I'm probably the weird one here. <laughs> What's adept again? Is that the one with full biotics? Yeah, that's a bold move. Yeah, no, I like. I, well, I like, it's uh, not a bold move because I can use whatever weapons I want now, and it's fine. <laughs> and he <laughs> can't hit anything with his powers anyway. <laughs> can Abbott? Can Abbott use singularity? I've never played Abbott uh, um, stuff. Uh, I just never liked it. But can Abbott use singularity? I can't remember. Yes. It's been a while. Yes. Oh, I may have to go back because I miss. Because like, when I didn't have the aura, I'm like, I can't use singularity now. Yeah, oh, that does cool. leave an awkward like play style thing because like Liara's probably like top two favorite companions and I have no use for her, unfortunately so I'm just I like uh, singularity right stay now. over there sorry but I'm mostly uh, uh, Tally and Garrus Tally and Rex over here yeah me. Tally That's Garrus my squad. Rex I switch them out but when I, need, when I know I'm gonna have open well, you don't really have open areas in Mass Effect 1 for most of 
parts of the game there's like like cause any of the well i'm going to plant to plant right now so there's always outposts it's a lot of hallways so garrus is not very good in this because i want someone with a shotgun because there's like the mazes inside the bases uh-huh. so i i'm going italian rex right now but as soon as i get to some of the bigger maps i'm bringing out garrus with the sniper rifle because he'll just take nice. those guys out nice. well hey guys let's uh, you give him explosive rounds on the on this on the sniper and that's like a, a little hack for you guys as soon as you unlock assassinate explosive rounds put them on yeah put them on garris's sniper and he will one shot well, most i enemies. also put cryo <laughs> pretty amazing. on him i want to get through people's shields because he'll just he'll go right through the shield and stuff and it, like the person oh. will be dead and i'll be looking at him trying to help and they'll still have shields and i'm trying to go through the shields and garris is just like Boom. <laughs> I wish there was an easier way to remember what I put on my guns. Because honestly, I can't remember. Because I equip all my guns to be like, okay, this gun is for this, and this gun is for this. Mm. And so I think my pistol is my best option when it comes to like synthetics and robots. I can't remember, to be honest. And then just shotguns all about shield bypass just to just destroy them instantly. But My sniper like, shield bypass. I have no idea. The sniper just one shots everything, so I don't really care. <laughs> like, <laughs> so let's let's transition to things that you particularly like. Like what what is Legendary Edition doing and has added to the game that you find is is notable is is particularly notable. It looks. Yeah, besides graphics. I mean, you can talk about the graphics. Like, we, we can talk about that. Uh, we can talk about photo mode. I haven't guys, done photo mode have you that used photo I mode? I've used photo mode one time just to take a screenshot of, like, this is my new shepherd. And then I was just like, oh, who cares? <laughs> I use photo mode. I have not taken any photos. I have used photo mode. But I have to look at every at, look at every single character. It's like, as soon as I meet a new character, I will pause it, go to photo mode, and I will spend probably about five, ten minutes just looking at him. Not pervy, because I've looked at Odino, <laughs> Anderson. I looked oh. at all of the characters. The only one I missed is uh, I haven't got a really good chance to look at Saren, because it's cutscene. Right. I haven't really fought him. Right. And, uh, uh, Nihilus. Is that his name? Nihilus? Is pronouncing right? Or Nihilus? He Nihilus. dies. Nihilus. Nihilus. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Face. I believe it's Nihilus. No. <laughs> I love his character. I wish he didn't die. I just love the way he looks. But you really don't get to look at him that well because he's only in that uh, beginning part when you're walking up. If you get it before close enough. But you really can't look at him that well. But I love his character. Uh, one thing I, w- I I just noticed when I first playing, I don't know if they, uh, but Anderson when he's talking when you're with Nihilus, oh, sometimes the way he his eyes move just look creepy. <laughs> yeah, there is there is a little bit of that. I like how I mean this Love doesn't it. this is not a completely exclusive. Although I don't, you probably couldn't have told the details on it before, but I like how like kind of creepy. Um, Ooh, oh no, I'm now I'm like I can't even. No, the bad the bad. Saren? Is it, is it Saren? Saren? Yeah, yeah. Saren. I like how creepy he looks compared to the other ones. Like, he's got that weird, like, I don't know if it's like some weird cybernetic, like, teeth. thing or something. Like, his teeth. You can see his teeth where I feel like you don't see that on, like, other Turians. And it's like, I don't oh, know if yeah. he's part of his face is missing or something, but I like 
that you can see that and it makes them even look more yeah, even uh, when he's intimidating not talking because the only time you can mm-hmm. see with other turns i've noticed is when they're talking sometimes yeah the little like, bird that's people. cool yeah what is what is that sam where you can you do kind of see his teeth right well, Saren definitely has been implanted with cybernetics, and he reveals it at one point in the game that he's been implanted with Reaper tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss that. Which, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, um, so I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it here. But the implants start to affect him in some way. Mm-hmm. I think it looks cool. Uh, and I think so, yeah, that cool. might be what you're seeing there. Yeah. I, I I I like the original how it showed he changed over time. I know it's, they had a they only used his last model, but I do miss that. Hello. Hi. Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, "Well, the soundtrack was okay," or "The costumes were pretty fun"? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast from Simone Larue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, "Hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless." We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable, and we love them. <laughs> and at the end of each review, we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again, or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie. So, join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode, and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes. And on Robots Radio Podcast Network. Come see us on July 9th! We love you so much already! Bye! Bye. Alright, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries. So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix, over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever Hulu BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect expressvpn.com slash mass effect to learn more have you made the switch to nyx millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from nyx that's k-n-i-x period panties from nyx are like no other making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in north america they're comfy stylish and absorbent perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear.
That's K-N-I-X dot com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hmm. Talking about things that we like, I like that I can use whatever weapon I want. <laughs> keep going back to the, yes. it makes it more because i like i don't know i've always liked the biotics part of things like i was just like like i've played out of the three times i played mass effect i played a vanguard my first time oh this is my third i had i that i straight up said that like 10 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah he did. but so i played a vanguard the first time i played a sentinel the second time and i'm playing an adept now notice a trend <laughs> Like, I feel like the biotics are the coolest part. Mm. And, like, obviously, I'm not throwing shade at anyone else's preferred play style because I feel like a soldier seems to be pretty popular. Um, well, I don't it's, know, I it's just... simpler. It's a. Yeah. You can. It allows you it's to focus on. It's a person shooter. It, it, if it, yeah, it allows you to focus on the shooting. That's And uh, previously, I never played a soldier, but this time I decided, you know, um, because you do have your companions and you can build out your companions however you want so when you're when you're like okay well i'm gonna go into a map i want to make sure that i can shoot at stuff because my i can't always trust my companions to kill everybody so i'll focus on at least shooting things and then if i need a companion to do something other than that i can build them out to do that you know like it i don't know it simplifies things in that way for me at least when i was considering doing it that way um but you're right it does kind of limit you on well do i need to like i like rex but he's mostly a soldier like i'm not getting any other benefits if i bring him on that i don't already have with shepherd so but i do kind of like him having him around because i like rex you know just kind of a big well, guy he can use yeah. some biotics he can use yeah. warp and uh the barrier well, yeah. i feel like the way they like designed and like opened up that aspect of the game gives you that like that because before, I imagine you thought of, you know, okay, this is my build. I'm good at this. I should bring along this person because they're good at this. I should bring along this person because they're good at this. But now you can just take whoever you want. Like, just take the ones you like the most because it really doesn't, like, like it, it's not, you have a, you can play better now because you don't have to worry about your weapons limitations or anything like that. And it allows you to, like, like, because I want to take Tali and Rex everywhere I go, so I'm taking Tali and Rex everywhere I go, because I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have to worry about like my limitations as much because I have more like versatility now. Yeah, which sure. I think is really cool. Yeah, that is. Cool. Did you guys That's notice cool. the new weapon functionalities yet? Like how 
for example, in the first game, the original one, uh, all assault rifles were the same, pretty much the same rate of fire. And the uh, they were all like all yeah, fully automatic, uh, pretty much. Because yeah. the, the snipers, there's some that will do like the three shots. First, and then I, ha- I, yeah. just, I just switched off of it, but there's one that just does the one shot. And then there's some, well, there's also the heating cooling, but there's some like you can just stay in scope and just kill like some really powerful people and you'll kill them before they like you even get halfway through your heat sink mm-hmm. yeah and some of them are made to be rapid fire and some are just made to be like one shot and then you have to wait for it to cool right. otherwise you're only gonna get two shots off yeah yeah that's a good thing to bring up because I, I didn't remember that being a thing from the first one but again it's been a long time so um i was pretty limited on my options for the times that i've played obviously because mm-hmm. i was limited to pistols and shotguns and that's it never anything else so but so i I wouldn't know about assault rifle rate of fires or anything yeah but i mean i do feel like the sniper gameplay is pretty satisfying yeah it it definitely is and it's kind of it's neat that everybody can actually experience it now so we uh, brought up the photo mode and i know sam's been doing some some photos should we share some of those sam Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. It's one of my favorite things about Legendary Edition, besides the fact that, you know, there's the 4K HDR update of Mass Effect 1 graphics, and I just got to Mass Effect 2 and Legendary Edition, and so I feel like I can positively say that Mass Effect 1's graphics are actually better in some ways than Mass Effect 2's, because I'm not sure that they updated everything in Mass Effect 2 Legendary Edition. Something, some things in Mass Effect 2 Legendary Edition still feel uh, old. But anyway, I've spent a lot of my time in photo mode, so much that my Mass Effect 1 playthrough was over 50 hours <laughs> just, just for the one character. Yeah. Uh, and so I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time in photo mode, and a lot of that time has been spent on Uncharted Worlds. Uh, I don't know how, how much you guys like the Uncharted Worlds, but I like taking photos with the Mako, basically driving to like really scenic locations. Mm-hmm, and yeah. sometimes there's the um, there's, uh, like off-world views. Like you get it on the moon and you get it on the Asteroid X-57 one. And those make for really great shots. So the photo mode is by far one of my favorites. It's a pretty simple functionality, but like Kather also said, it kind of lets you pause and take in a scene if you want, and you can zoom in on certain details and see what certain characters look like, and like you know, I wish outside you could of cutscenes, subtitles in there because I would love to be able to pause during cutscenes, back up, and just take a picture of like your two characters. I don't, I can't like I don't know the exact point because you can't. I'd love to catch an argument, like two people uh-huh. or a battle. Well, that's like one thing. Stuff. I mean, in, in Cyberpunk, they didn't even let you do that. Like, you can't like photo merge during certain parts, and it sucks. Yeah, it locks Which, you out of it. Like, I feel like those are the best parts because, <laughs> like, to get like the interactions and things. Mm-hmm. But yes. I mean, I'll probably play around with photo mode more. But like, this is like my time to actually like experience this game. Like, because I'm not, I haven't played once a year for the last like 10 years of my life or anything, or <laughs> whatever the hell Sam, I don't think Sam plays any other games. He to just, be honest. he just lives in that um, world. He just, he I'm just, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like Tron. So, he just gets sucked and, and right so in. So, this is like my, I want to play through the game and kind of just do stuff and, you know, be reminded because it's been a long time since I played and like be reminded of the stuff that I 
forgot and whatnot, and eventually get to Mass Effect 3 and experience what is Mass Effect 3, because I never have. I've never played it. Mm. So... So I'm going to put on screen, uh, Sam sent over two of his screenshots and you can kind of describe what you were doing in this. So this is the first one and sure. you're, you're in the Mako on this one looking at a. Okay. So this one probably Planet? is on oh, Asteroid, yeah, Asteroid X57. Thank you. <laughs> and I already like, like photography in my personal life oh. and my career. Uh, so it's part of my job. Um, but the photo mode is like, obviously I would never be able to take photos like this in real life. Uh, yeah. can you describe it for asteroid people, X 57 and it's kind of yeah, for people listening. overlooking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so anyone who's played the bring down the sky DLC in mass effect one knows that, uh, the asteroid is on a collision course with this, uh, Terra Nova, I think it's called. And it's, it looks like earth, um, astoundingly. So and the asteroid is on the way. It's it's literally going to collide with the planet in a matter of hours. And um, Shepard's job is to stop that from happening. But I decided to stop and smell the roses because I need my photos. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we got a few extra the, hours the to go take is, some uh, pictures. Me, me and the Mako. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I'm in the Mako. Uh, I I probably spent two or three hours in real time driving around that planet, taking photos. And, uh, that one is one of my favorites. And then the other one, the other photo that I had sent you, uh, is I believe I was on some other uncharted world, but I noticed that there was like a red giant star that was giving the world its light. And I needed to get a silhouette photo my of Shepard standing in awe of this oh, that you know, massive star. Elusive man. Uh, yeah, it's very elusive so, man, isn't it? So, yeah. Shepard is the yep, elusive man. I, oh, I, no. I played around with it. Why does Shepard look like <laughs> Samus in that picture? This the armor, weird. whatever armor that is. The silhouette oh, looks like Shepard Samus. That's cool. Like Samus. Yeah. The big um, shoulders. Yeah. So, that's a deep... But yeah, those are just a couple of the photos. That collision thing is a DLC? Yeah. Yeah, Bring Down the Sky was originally a DLC, and you just, know, uh, Pinnacle Station was the other DLC for one, but they couldn't find the code for that because it was contracted out to a different company, I believe. Yeah, that one didn't make it for too, Legendary. Right? I didn't even realize uh, that. As far as I know, there was only one DLC. For what was that DLC about? Because I know that I that's another DLC. I have uh, Mass Effect DLCs. The first game I've really never played. The the DLCs for the Mass Effect One. What was Pelican Station about? Um. So the the station was basically survival mode. Oh, so it's that's not really it a story. It was like let's put you in really the simulation. Story. It won't really affect the story that much then. No, it didn't affect it oh, at okay. all. In fact, you just got something cool if you got like the max score. Okay. Oh. So, so it was it was okay. a minor mi very minor dlc so but. these are very cool i haven't played with the photo mode yet I, I think i probably need to play around with that um but, i didn't realize it was that good yeah like you can get pictures that good out of it that's pretty crazy yeah, those are cool and and you're the way you frame the shots like you can tell you've got some some art background when it comes to photography that's very cool um i'm gonna take pictures of my shepherd oh, so the other thing i wanted to share and um we talked about maybe doing this and then i was like yeah we i don't, don't normally do this but why not because toasty's toasty's here with us we're gonna share toasty's shepherd and oh man oh no you can you can introduce us to 
to uh I'll have to get my shepherd for next time yeah yeah well do you, yeah that sounds awesome yeah bring your shepherd uh, yeah so, probably a good idea so this is lisana is that how you pronounce Lizana. it? Lasagna. Lasagna Shepherd. Lasagna Shepherd. Oh my God. Lasagna uh, <laughs> Shepherd. Oh my God. Lasagna no. Shepherd. And oh, the PC uh, clicking is a lot different. I did not know that. Yeah, here, I'm going to make it yeah. real big so everyone can see. All right, so next, tell us about Lasagna Shepherd. Um, I mean, so there's not, obviously, I've been talking a little bit about her, but um, so she's an adept. I went adept because I love the biotics. Um, and I was just curious to see how it would go. Um, and, oh gosh, this is the, this is the part I got to like remember. Um, she's a colonist. I picked a colonist. That's always been my favorite for some reason. Like the favorite, I guess, origin choice that you have. Mm -hmm. um, and then I made her a war hero. Um so and basically so far as i've been playing her as you can see i've made of quite a few paragon choices um but basically she's just been super nice um she's kind of her personality is to always make sure that her crew's like in tip-top shape everything's good i like check in with them after everything even though most of the time there's nothing to check in with them about they're just like i won't take any more of your time you know don't but i'll still do it just because i want to know um she runs everywhere which is kind of a nightmare but she will like take the stairs or what like any sort of longer means of transportation i will not fast travel she goes and the if there's a route. way to avoid the elevator i will avoid the elevator mm. <laughs> yeah but she goes elevators with... have some of the best dialogue between your characters <laughs> she sounds like the I mean, opposite a lot of, of them my you character. have to do like in the citadel you have to like yeah. go use the elevators everywhere most of the time which i i those are enjoyable i love the elevator music it's just ridiculous yes i did notice that too. especially if you're about to go into a combat it's just uh, random elevator music yeah. and they're talking about something random and it's like and then you go fight a krogan battle master with a bunch of geth and you're like what yeah this is such a weird build up here i don't yeah she sounds so. like the opposite of uh my wavito shepherd who's a complete jerk to everybody and even when i get done with like a, a critical mission mission and uh joker's like should we call the council or what, what he says something like that right after every mission and i'm, I'm just like no <laughs> I mean, she, doesn't, she doesn't like i think i picked most of the middle choices so not exactly super nice but not a, like not mean or whatever yeah but she's very just like kind of cut and dry on that mm. like you know just deal with the facts unless she's dealing with like her crew in which case she'll go into the details to make sure that they're like good and whatnot yeah um so you know playing uh, playing yeah, all renegade like I, I almost never play all renegade in a game or all like bad stuff right I, I usually most people do like something like 80 90 percent of people who play the game play paragon um so I, I didn't experience a lot of that stuff but it was kind of interesting to me how much you get railroaded into certain things in your conversations like you can be a total jerk to somebody and they'll go yeah shepherd that's probably not a good idea we're gonna do this <laughs> and it's like you know okay well i'm a jerk but we still ended up doing the good thing because you told me we had to you know like 
some not always, but a lot of times in the conversations, it just kind of always plays out a certain way, regardless of of your response. Yeah, I think two and three do a good job of uh, letting you be a dick. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I cannot, I cannot divorce. You can make them. Uh, sorry, no, I, I cannot divorce the voice actors, like v- the voice actor from Total Jerk. Every time I hear his voice anymore, and I see, I see that terrible face of my shepherd, and the fact that he's like, he always looks like he's like, like I'm making a scrunched up, like his lips look like he's just. <laughs> he in looks a, like in he a just drank brown. prune juice. Yeah, and like yeah. he's always like just drink prune juice. Right, and even when he says something that's not necessarily being a dick, it just he's just. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just like subconsciously putting that face with the way it's being said that he just sounds like he's just pissed all the time because he just looks like he's pissed. The hilarious thing is like, I haven't had a chance to go back and watch it live yet. It's not good. It's really not good. It's a spectacle. Um, You know, sometimes if you want to be a dick, though, the prompts look like they're not going to be that bad. Then they're worse. (laughs) And so then, like, if you choose the prompt that's not that bad, and then, like, he just, like, Shepard just takes it way off the rails. And you're like, whoa, dude, like, slow slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, this is. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you think you're going to say something pretty mild. That's not. That's his resting face. That is not him being upset at something. So anytime he says anything, he looks like he's. It's just like <laughs> the sad thing is, like a porn is set, that a porn mustache <laughs> oh he looks so the thing is is right is that he's like not he's not pretty he's very ugly but he looks like he thinks he's the most photogenic person in the world oh yeah because he's like posing for it and he looks like he thinks that he looks fabulous Oh yeah. Well, he does. Oh yeah. His pink hair is fabulous. He's just not the kind of fabulous that he thinks he is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. He's, oh, that's... It looks like he needs mutton chops. It, it, it would work if he had mutton chops because it would hide his hollow cheeks. <laughs> yeah, his cheekbones really are strange. ridiculous. Um, but yeah, yeah. like I, I can't. Every time he talks to anybody, he's just like. Meh, 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 meh. It doesn't matter what he says because his face is just like that. It's pretty amazing. I need to stream it some more um, so you guys but can no, like, check it out. One that, you know what's funny? Uh, like you said about how like you seem it's not that bad and it gets worse. In the beginning, I forgot about punching the assistant because I, I just like I can make him quiet. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good thing. There's Reaper. There's stuff about he can get. And then I go and punch it. I'm like, oh, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I no. always forgot about yep. that. Shepard says, say goodnight, uh, Manuel, or something like that, and then just slugs him. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, just brutal. You know what's funny about Wavito Shepard <laughs> is that that look would make more sense for your Red Jeez. Dead character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, he looks your, like a... Your Red Dead Online character would look great. As oh. Right, which I need, well, to, so, I need to share that, too. So, obviously, um, I, I haven't played... I haven't really played a Renegade playthrough. Uh... Uh, but and I've also never played a male shepherd, so you know, sometime that'll have to be a thing. Um, yeah, that's why I, I did it this time. So, too. are the voice is the voice acting that good to where like, like you can be an asshole and it actually still sell? Like they still voice act it in a way that doesn't feel like that was one of the biggest things with like Fallout Four that people had a problem with is that you could pick bad options, 
but the voice actors were just way too nice in the way they presented the character that like uh, trying to play an evil person just didn't sound like an evil person no, he, like, sounds, he just sounded too nice he sounds pissed <laughs> like most of the most of the things i choose like his face totally matches it he's just like well we're gonna do it my way <laughs> it's like well where we're gonna do it my way like i can't even do his voice the uh, only interactions i've ever had with a male shepherd is uh i don't know if people ever watch the gamer poop youtube stuff <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember those uh all the mass effect ones that i watched for those so mm -hmm. <laughs> um your character is gonna look amazing with the uh the, you know what happens in the scars uh, yeah show. yeah yeah it's just gonna look amazing with those red like it'll look like a tribal oh god it'll, it'll, it'll go well with his face but um i've actually never played the female shepherd and stuff because i i'd always could not stand not having the option of romancing my tally uh -huh. i always wanted the option i didn't always do it but i always wanted the option see i always played female shepherd and so because i never really I listened cares. to the male shepherd voice now he will just always sound like a total douchebag to me because that's how he is <laughs> in my playthrough here's my red dead online character he's a he's like a crazy <laughs> He's like the crazy old prospector. He's wearing suspenders, but no shirt. <laughs> Sam's throwing the lines in the chat. They're great. Well, bang. Okay. <laughs> what chat? Where's the chat? The stream chat. The so, stream uh, chat. Yeah. So that's, this is my crazy old prospector guy. He's pretty oh good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. But yeah, well guys, we're kind of getting to the end of the show. Um, anything else you want to say about what you've been enjoying about the legendary edition? We kind of covered it. I, I love experience, experience all over again and uh, new graphics. And I love being able to play the DLC that I could not have played before. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to change the story for Mass Effect uh, Three when I get to the Mass Effect Two DLC. Mm -hmm. oh, I cool. have enjoyed because I know how just how many choices and different things that can happen and whatnot in this game. So the fact that I can play it and still really not expect anything that's going to happen or make different decisions, um, and I think also learning like learning the lore from like the podcast along with it so being able to like more understand like the game because you know before it was just a game and I, I, i'm not one of the codex readers sorry um <laughs> like i'm not gonna go through the codex i i literally click on it just to click the mark all is red and then click out <laughs> so <laughs> but it, i mean it sam presents it in such like a a very like interesting and like uh descriptive way that it like it's not even like a hassle it's, it's just like like i've listened to like some of these episodes just like twice or three times at this point just because it's like that good it's just that good so wow that's high uh, praise yeah sam's the guy who will read all the well, codex thanks for that multiple yeah, times well, i'm i'm taking all my inspiration from you <laughs> tom sent me one of your outlines I, and i'm gonna steal your outline format and use it for myself yeah well, <laughs> well he well, doesn't let's... just read all the codexes he reads all the planet descriptions when he goes to click on a planet <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Actually, I do. Yeah. Uh, I do. I that. believe <laughs> for so I sure. I don't do that. I, I don't, don't do that on stream because I know that that would bore the hell out of everyone. So <laughs> I don't do it when I'm on stream. If, if you do in a funny voice, though. But I play a lot off stream <laughs> so that I can do it. I really you probably don't even need to at I'll this do point. It like you probably know Renegade all of the descriptions. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so I'm the guy who, when, like, if you go as, with your friends to a museum, you're going to get pissed off at me because I'm the one that's stopping to read the plaques. Like, I'm the what one that's that? reading everything. I like that. And everyone else is like, oh, that's cool. Let's go see that. Oh, that's cool. Let's go see that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> that's cool. I, I would do that in a museum, too, for sure. Um, but what Toasty's uh, talking about, Toasty, why don't we why don't we wrap up with this? Toasty, wh- why don't you share? What what is it that you're prepping for? I'm I'm prepping, and if you if you listen to the Cyberpunk one right before this, I'm uh, coming up in probably a few weeks. Some uh, Tom and I are going to be doing the the Witcher lore casts. Um, so we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about all things Witcher. Um, so the books, the TV show, the the games, we're going to be talking about all of that because it's a very extensive universe with lots of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're excited. Have we both... you read the comics? Uh, no. 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 I have not, but I, I guess I, I need to. Issue, I've read the last three and they're really good. I liked it. The Interesting. Really good. Nice. Yeah. yeah we, we love the games. Uh, we've both, uh, I haven't read all the books, but I've read two of the five that are in English? How many there are now? Eight. There's, There's eight, eight books. now? <laughs> There's eight books. <laughs> Last time I looked, it was six, five or six. He re- um, I, The most recent one he released in like 2013, but it's it's funny because that book actually chronologically takes place as the third book in the series. Yeah, yeah. Some of them jump around. It's I do so remember weird. that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's the so, comic. Oh, very cool. Okay. Well, I guess I need to read a comic now. Yeah. We yeah, uh, got to update on some of this other stuff. The last one, I just got yeah. it. Right. But the, the format's going to be very similar to this show. So it's, um, and, and Samson's such a good job uh, with these kinds of shows. It, it, we pair it up. I'm, I'm the host, and we've got uh, and a lot of shows do this. You have the host, and then you have the the topic expert, right? And the host has some experience with the thing, but the topic expert is the person who knows even more about it. And so we're doing a very similar format with this. Uh, Toasty is going to be the topic expert when it comes to The Witcher, and of course, I'm a big fan of The Witcher as well. I love I love what they did with the TV series. I've played through the games. I you know been reading some of the books. I've got more stuff to still catch up on, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be launching that in a few weeks. It'll probably be on Monday nights. And um, yeah, so stay tuned for more information I mean, I about that. I hope it's on Monday nights. I've taken off Tuesdays from work permanently now so that All I right. don't well, it's, there go you go. bed tired. It's going to be on Monday <laughs> nights. It doesn't let me take permanent nights off anymore. I have, I get I have to actually ask for every last Sunday of the month off, and I'll be uh, lucky if I get it sometimes or not. I... I have a nice boss and Tuesdays are not busy, so he doesn't care. Sweet. <laughs> if I asked for like Sweet. permanent Saturdays off or something, he'd be like, you're stupid. And that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So we'll be doing that pretty soon. Uh, Toasty, how else can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out? Uh, I'm on the discord. I'm Toasty. The Toasty. The one and only, I guess. Just, just Toasty now. <laughs> yeah. With an I-E, even though I want to spell it with a Y. Yeah. So, uh, for now, just you know, I, I I like talking about cyberpunk stuff or whatever. Obviously, um, I've been kind of talking a little bit in the Mass Effect 
channel, which has been like popping off. It's just crazy how many people are talking in the Mass Effect channel. Uh, well, I guess it's not that crazy. There's a Mass Effect game out that came out recently. So, um, surprise. But, uh, and then hopefully, you know, soon at some point, I, I guess we'll be adding a, a Witcher channel yep. in there. Yep. In which case, we'll start talking in there about stuff. Yeah, we're going to so. talk about like the conjunction of the spheres and all this really cool deep lore stuff it's gonna be great and then mm-hmm. uh kather thanks for joining also how Hello. can how can people reach out you got anything else going on uh, i have nothing else going on i'm not making a podcast but i <laughs> go on two podcasts at least yeah um so yeah like we literally just got done doing the cyberpunk so if if you want to hear more of my okayish voice uh i'm on that <laughs> i'll be on this one with these guys whenever they uh have patreon but catch me on Discord. That's about it. Very cool. One, one question with Toasty. Okay, who's your main voice. romance? Who's, who's your, your main, main romance, romance for, Toasty? For, for for Mass Effect. For Mass Effect, my main romance. Uh, because I've only played one and two. Uh, the only one I really remember was Liara, because I think I accidentally got the romance one that I was interested in killed on in Mass Effect Two during the suicide mission. <laughs> Yeah, I, have I can't problem. remember exactly, but I I remember I was gonna romance, and then I I think they died, and I was like, oh well, that's disappointing. Um, I guess you've ruined it because I would have probably tried to go for Tali, but I guess it's only a male only option, so yeah. I guess exactly. I'll have to pl- go through that on a different playthrough. Wah, wah, wah. But I guess I can say Tali, right? Cause Tali's my favorite. Yeah, Tali. So. Tali or Liara, I guess it depends. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, cool, man. And thanks, guys, for helping support the show. Again, everybody who helps support the show, uh, Sam and I are very, very, very appreciative of you guys. The response that we got when we launched the Patreon was way more than we expected. Sometimes it takes a while to build this stuff up, but a lot of you guys just jumped How on it right away. How many patrons do we have right now? Uh, we're question. at nine? I think we're at a nine. Lot. Yeah. Sam, a lot. <laughs> a lot. We've got nine. millions of patrons. So we have nine nine, nine patrons uh, currently. Yeah, it is a lot because Cyberpunk took a while to get up. This one's already. It's, yeah. A lot of times things. There's more options, I feel, in here, which, you know, the Cyberpunk one is limited to two options, which kind That's of. That's true. That's true. But I, also, yeah. I mean. I was experimenting <laughs> so. with. Uh, this one's built based around uh, like the five or six different tiers that I use on the, like the Fallout and the, the other Fallout Fallout forecasts. Yeah. Uh, when I did the Cyberpunk one, I, I, I often like to test stuff out. So I was curious. I was like, well, would two options be better or not? And um, isn't it right that the cyberpunk actually the patrons started even before the game came out right so we, there wasn't really mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. you couldn't really talk yeah. about gameplay and stuff it wasn't yeah, yeah it was only about the lore of the world there's a bunch of tabletop stuff but uh the lore of the world and yeah, things so that we were discussing we got, like the early episodes and right. no no thing but there wasn't really a one for a patron to come on and stuff yeah, yeah yeah there wasn't like the yeah that that got added later once the the game came out so yes that's true um, but yeah, there's all sorts of tiers. Even the bottom tier is only a dollar a month, and that gets you ad-free episodes a day early. So, heck, I mean, for a buck a month, not have to listen to ads, and to get an episode early is uh, it's great. So just come join us, uh, patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast, and check out all the different tiers. There's all sorts of fun stuff, including like discounts on the store. We'll be doing some t-shirt designs we've been playing around with, and 
um, you know, anybody who's a tier four or higher gets to join us at the end of the month and we can talk about the game and some of the different stuff, everything from like this episode where we talked about our own experiences playing the game to the lore of the world and questions. You can you can ask N7 Legend whatever questions you want, because chances are he's read the in-game text that tells you the answer. So uh, he's like a walking encyclopedia. So thank you, everybody, for helping to support um, the podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. And it does help us do this every week and make this a priority. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see if we can get, you know what? I'd, I'd love to hit 20 by this time next month by our next, you know, if we could double it, you know, get to 18 or 20 and have, you know, four guests on next month's patron episode. That would be amazing. I have, I feel like it, 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 and I hope, um, the, this is my prediction. I feel like this one's going to pop off probably maybe not quite as much but nearly to the level of like patrons you have for the fallout maybe we're at 50 for fallout and this show i feel like it's gonna be up there this show has grown so fast that i I do a bunch of podcasts but this is now my third most listened to podcast this one has been super yeah it's got like i said very fast fallout's number one and then uh elder scrolls is uh, the second largest yeah yeah Yeah. cyberpunk was biggest right when the game came out and then that kind of dropped again in listeners as people stopped playing the game um, but I'm sure as people, you know, oh, well. they, they release DLCs and things, people DLC, will come back, yeah. they'll start listening to it again. So it, everything kind of ebbs and flows, but this is now the third the largest podcast. Good. Yeah. The Witcher's going to be good too. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toasty doesn't have as much confidence in himself as I do. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, well, you will have uh, one patron right here. Look, if, start one with if, if, <laughs> oh, I, if I'm at least as 45% effective as Sam is, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> All right. We'll shoot, we'll shoot for that. Sam, speaking of uh, effectiveness, um, <laughs> do you have anything else going on that you want to share? That doesn't make any sense. That segue is, is nonsense. That's um, a terrible segue. You should be ashamed. I like th- this. <laughs> I don't remember where I got the joke from, but there's some, what was the show? Somebody was said something like, like speaking of oranges and then would, would use that as the segue from one thing to another, even though neither thing had anything to do with oranges. So I've always thought that that was a funny joke is to like make a segue that has no point. Anyway, what you got anything going on? How can people reach out? Yeah, uh, I'm still streaming the Twitch, like uh, Mass Effect Legendary on Twitch. And pretty much on all platforms now, I am at N7TheLegend, so just uh, add me on Twitter, you know, tweet at me, uh, maybe ideas that you'd like to see in the show. We've had a few fans tweet at me saying, hey, uh, can you guys cover this? Can you guys cover maybe the ships, the different kinds of ships, how they handle in combat? And I love those ideas because, like, I mean, this is the best community on Earth, if I'm being honest. Um, And... It, the 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 fan base is so intrigued to so many different corners of the Mass Effect universe that there's going to be always someone right around the corner who has a different idea that we didn't maybe even think of yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I promise that all of these great ideas uh, we are going to work into this the creative schedule for the show. Um, but yeah, that being said, I am still streaming Mass Effect. Now it's Mass Effect 2 on Twitch, uh, and I'm at N7TheLegend on there. Um, pretty much everywhere at N7TheLegend, you can just follow me. And and please do uh, encourage everyone to reach out to me with their ideas and, and show us your shepherds. We're going to be resuming that as well, of course, uh, when we pick up the lore episodes again next week. And we're covering the Turians. Nice, nice. And a, and a great way to make sure that we cover the topic that you want to talk about is to join us on the patron episodes and suggest that as a topic to discuss on that episode. And then we can just 
all geek out about that stuff and pull up some info and, and really dive into it together. So that's a, a fun way to do that as well. Kather? Fair enough. I, this is a question for uh, Sam. I don't know if it was fan made, but is there a Mass Effect tabletop game? I've seen some custom okay, ones custom, that aren't okay, really mass produced. Okay, I don't know if there's mass produced because there was. I was going to look for it to get into it, but uh, hmm. it's customs. Okay, okay. Uh, mass uh, Effect. I've seen Mass Effect tabletop. Risk. Yeah, Risk. Yeah, RPG. I've seen Risk. I just didn't know if there was an actual uh, like Dungeons and Dragons kind of Mass Effect. I saw it. I, I saw some things, but they didn't look oh, official. So. Yeah, yeah. N Seven Dot World is a conversion for D and D Fifth Edition. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like some of these things could be conversions or whatever. Yeah, that's usually where RPG they go. Can be converted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but so. that, I mean, if it's good, I, I would look up reviews because it may be good. I mean, D&D yeah, 5, 5 is an easy enough system to jump into. It converted for Mass Effect could work really well. Back to well, what they you know, not to, to, Oh, good, Sam. Uh, go, go ahead, Toasty. Go ahead. I was going to say to come back a little bit, though. Uh, I will say, like, join the Discord, guys, if you want to talk about Mass Effect or anything. Or like, Sam is like super responsive when it comes to like stuff. Like, he's in there talking about stuff and responding to other people's questions and things, uh, like nearly as much as just the random people talking in there. So, like, if you want to interact or even say hi, that's the best place to do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I try not to be overbearing, but I do want to show people uh, that I care and not to stoke the fire on the on, you know, <laughs> gathering more tier four patrons to make these 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 patron chats more lively. But when we have enough, when we have, you know, a, enough variety of uh, perspective, my dream is to have a patron chat episode where we all discuss what our favorite ending is of Mass Effect 3. And like, that's going to be a hot topic. I understand that. Uh, but but I want to make sure that we have at least one patron from every different ending choice. I don't want it to be monolithic. So I don't want it to be too least, static. Right? I, want, I want some contention. I would suppose that we do. And I know quite a few people. I'd venture to say at least more than half of Mass Effect fans are adamant about the ending that they chose and would like to talk about it. So if that's you, you know, maybe consider becoming a patron. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like, I mean, if your poll says anything, there's at least one ending that nobody is in favor of. Oh, no. I I, I didn't get a chance to do the poll in time. I am a synthetic. There you go. There you go. What? Yeah. You're you're Geth? The green. I'm the green caller. No, people voted for that one. There was a different ending. The control ending. Nobody was in favor of the control ending. Well, why not? Which... Uh, to be the fair, aloof, our sample size was man a small. is an a hole. Yeah, the, uh, the sample size to be the consensus. Yeah, yeah, and, and the sample <laughs> size was small. I, 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 bet if we... I don't think it was a matter of the choice. I, I think it was kill, like uh, I couldn't kill uh, Legion. That's the reason I'm synthetic. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I guess I'll find out what I favor whenever I get to that part. I'll get to experience well, my first yeah. ending ever. Maybe changed over time. We'll have to see. Knowing me, I'll probably be a controlling person. Just be like, yeah, man, this is the best ending. <laughs> Yo, a bunch of idiots. Wait, no. Does Legion die in the control ending? Or does he live? Spoilers. 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 Why don't we leave that uh, open for uh, now, uh, just in case anybody okay, doesn't yeah, want sorry. that spoiled. Um, but 
yeah, guys, let's let's wrap this up. Thank you for joining us. This has up. been awesome. Um, I look forward to those conversations as well and also getting through all that content uh, for myself in order to talk about that as well. So, guys, thank you for being here. This has been so much fun and we'll be back next week with a regular episode and we'll see you again coming very, very soon. So until then, stay safe. Uh, be careful driving the Mako. Uh, try not to flip it over. <laughs> we'll see you guys Impossible. next time. Impossible. Impossible challenge. Impossible. <laughs> All right. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at Mass Effect Lorecast at gmail.com. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. 
also if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.